Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Chris Schubert. Chris Schubert pulling double today, the co-host and the producer. So we'll, we'll, we won't say he's floating around. He has firmly landed in the co-host seat today. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, who is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Big League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. They just put some of the over-unders up yesterday for the statistical performances of the quarterback. So if you want to go bet on your favorite quarterbacks uh, over under for passing yards or rushing yards, interceptions, touchdowns, it's all over there for you to check out. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe that's B L E A V to get the bonus and get into the action. It's bet online and it's where the game starts. Chris, I almost said Kyle, <laughs> Chris, happy National Work From Home Day to you. National Work From Home Day, what we do every day. And how am I celebrating National Work From Home Day? I'm not home. I am working from a hotel room that is not uh, my home in uh, in Arizona. So I am celebrating accordingly. Uh, Joe, you work from home every day. How, how do you plan to celebrate today? Just like I do every single day. By uh, <laughs> Like I did this morning at 4.30 a.m., stumbled out of the bed, came downstairs, started working, and here I am. Hey, that's a great that's a great T-shirt. Are you a fan of the the Virginia Cavalier uh, football team, Chris? Were you around for the beginning of this? I was uh, I, when I, when I I was with you in the this this is a story that dates back for our trip to uh, down down to Alabama for the Senior Bowl uh, Charity Golf Classic, yeah. and you were wearing that shirt. And if you are just listening to us in the audio medium, I recommend going to the YouTube version of the show to see the shirt that Joe is referencing. But Joe is wearing a Virginia football shirt. Joe, uh, notorious member of the ACC media community, he has gone to plenty of games for all, all of the teams in the ACC. And we were in the uh, in, in one of the dining halls having some dinner, and a guy walked up to Joe, and Joe's not a Virginia Cavalier football fan just likes the shirt is wearing the shirt and guy walks up to Joe and says you know Joe you know big big Cavalier fan you know you, you like Virginia football and Joe just so everybody knows has an inability to lie Joe's unable to do any sort of lying in the moment so he just looks at this gentleman who's clearly interested in talking football with him and goes yeah no I'm not a fan of the team I just like the shirt and it was beautiful to watch that happen in real time to be able to be there in person for it the layer of the story that you're unaware of Chris is when Kyle and I walked out of the hotel room Kyle looked at me and said, are you ready to discuss Virginia football with somebody? Oh, I didn't like, know this part of the story. <laughs> I looked down and I'm like, I'm not going back and changing. And I, he's right because when you wear a niche shirt like this, you're asking for it, right? Sure. You're not a lot of Virginia Cavaliers attire out there. And, I'm, you know, it was a calculated choice. We're in South Alabama. SEC you know country. I mean? I didn't Anticipate seeing any Wahoo fans, but uh, I ran into actually two of them. You don't you don't know about another one that came through, and I was like, okay, I got to be a little bit more cautious with my uh, times that I choose to wear my Virginia Cavaliers football shirt. Uh, Joe, do you want to tell the lovely people what we're doing today? Because this is an idea that was born from a table 
outside the security gate at the Pensacola airport. That is where this <laughs> idea was formed with you, me, and Kyle sitting around discussing this list and figuring out how we could turn it into content. We are doing it here on the show today. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if there's a gate that you want to be or a security gate that you want to be behind, it's the one in Pensacola because they got the pup squad, right? The, the Dude. They have these dogs just chilling there, one on a skateboard. It's incredible. You just pet them. They're just I, there to pet. It's incredible. Chris, Chris, not even a dog guy. He comes through. I was goes, in there. Guys, there's a dog there's a dog on a skateboard. Chris got all excited. I'm like, okay. that. And then, of course, you know, 10 minutes later, I'm, I'm you know, on my knees petting dogs. But anyways, what we're here to talk about is the NFS list. And if you're not familiar with the NFS list, it's the national scouting list that it's the group of people that picks the combine players. And, and every year they deliver their grades to the NFL teams, along with another service, Blesto, to give teams a starting point for their scouting work in the upcoming cycle of draft eligible players. And so this is a, a pretty big deal. This is a, a piece of information that, is very, very safely guarded and protected amongst the NFL. You're not supposed to have it if you're not in the NFL. It's it's definitely um, classified information that the NFL tries really, really hard to make sure nobody gets their hands on. But inevitably, people get their hands on it. And um, Albert Breer got his hands on it. And he published in his article this past Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it was. Here you go. 20, 25 names. Here you go. Put them out there for us. And so we feel like we are at liberty now to discuss this because it's a uh, public information. And so on today's podcast, Chris and I are going to work through this list and, and talk about some of the names, talk about some of the snubs. And, oh, and Chris there's a big is, one. is just there's a big one, folks. Is, my guy is my guy is very upset, very upset about a certain omission. And, and everybody should. And I have great questions about that omission. We won't spoil it. Uh, but I also want to talk about what this list has produced in recent years, right? So I, I tried to really set the table here and, and let everybody feel the weight of how the NFL views this and how important it is to them. And so this prompted us, especially after we worked through this list kind of very impromptu and, and after we had the conversation, looked at each other and said, damn, I wish we recorded that because that would have been a great podcast. Um, that prompted us to, to say, well, what what did the last couple years produce? And so we also went through that as well. And, and because it is under lock and key, I'm not going to give you any names here. But when you look at the list that NFS produced entering 2020 and entering 2021, the top 25 names, which is the sample size that we're looking at today, right, for the 2022 list, this is what it produced among the 50 names – and can this I, is the end result. Can Go I ahead. add one thing, right? So the 2020 sure. list is for the 2021 draft, and then the 2021 mm -hmm. list is for the 2022 draft. I think that's important context for people to yeah. know because obviously this list this year for 2022 is for the 2023 draft. So these, what Joe is going to contextualize here for you is the last two draft classes that we've had. That's right. So at this point when it was delivered, and in the end result, 50 players among the top 25 in the last two, you had 11 first-round picks, so 22% of them. You had five second-round picks, 10% of them. Ten third-round picks, 20%. Eight fourth-round picks, 16%. Five fifth-round picks, 10%. Three 
six round picks, 6%, zero seventh round picks, and then four UDFAs, four guys that didn't get drafted, 8%, and then guys that went back to school where we don't know what the end result is, that was four of them, and that's 8%. And so it's important for us to understand that, right? There's Some of these guys are going to be first-round picks. Some of these guys are going to be UDFAs. And, and not to overly criticize them, because I'm sure you can maybe look at projections that we've made and it may not look so good because it's a fluid process and a lot can change in a year, but it is important for us to have that context as we prepare to dive into this list. Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used auto approved to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he's saved with auto approved, he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers. AutoApprove connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork, yes, even the DMV, making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? By instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with AutoApprove, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, AutoApprove was able to save their customers on average over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that new jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through AutoApprove, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low Take your tailgate to the next level when you refinance with Auto Approve. Put more money in your pocket for what matters most. To find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cashback offer, visit AutoApprove.com slash believe. That's AutoApprove.com slash B-L-E-A-V. What I love about this, Joe, is draft dudes do math. This does add up to 50 players which is very important. I was very worried in real time that as we were doing this, it was not going to add up to 25 for each of the last two years, but it's, what it does and we're good. The second thing that I think is really important here is this shows, at least to me, that the list we're about to go through, it gives it context to, hey, don't get super upset here. This is not, this is not like locked in. This is not gospel. This is not the be all end all. There is going to be fluidity to this process. And I think that's the important takeaway because I will tell you, Joe, we read through this list together when we were all together in Pensacola and I went, wow, this is a weird list. Like, why are all these names on there? And your immediate reaction was, well, we kind of do this all the time. And then we did the exercise in person. And I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better about the names that have been left off, that this is not some guaranteed set in stone own thing so uh, we can start the list here but I think it's important that you gave that context up front because I think it shows that this is not uh, the be-all end-all it's not a guarantee this is not locked set in stone there are going to be names that are not on this top 25 list that are going to be picked in the first round of next year's draft and Joe I think it is important thing to know that normally this list does not include underclassmen it is only seniors this year is different this year it does include those underclassmen which is one of the reasons why I'm upset at a notable omission I'll just leave you a little hint here as we go through this process Uh, but yeah if you want to if you want to start going we're going to chunk this out and do a bunch of different uh, players at a time but i think with that context we can we can dive right in all right so let's we have 25 players i'm not going to talk in depth about them all because i can't uh we're probably 200 or so evaluations 
in as a group uh, with our scouting staff at thedraftnetwork.com. And, you know, I have my own region and players that I've done, and I've certainly heard presentations. I'm familiar with a lot of these players, but, you know, you're not going to get the the real deep dive at, at this point on these players. But let's look at the first five names on the list. The number one name, defensive tackle Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Number two, Bill Anderson, defensive end Alabama. Maybe some people are surprised to see Carter above Anderson. Number three, a defensive end from Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson. Number four, the first quarterback, Bryce Young, Alabama. And number five, Brian Breezee, a defensive lineman from Clemson. Uh, Some initial thoughts immediately on looking at the top of this list is I really don't have much of an argument against Carter and Anderson being your top two guys. I think those are blue chip defensive line talents. Um, You think about Jalen Carter at Georgia and – He's a whole lot cleaner of an evaluation than Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt from last year. A couple of the you know guys that were first round picks. Jalen Carter was that guy that you just kept you kept paying attention to him in your peripherals because who's this who's this guy right? Where's eighty eight? This this is the real dude uh, on this on this defensive line. And and you know Wyatt was a little bit of an older prospect, a late bloomer. Some off the field stuff. Jordan Davis, I, I've repeatedly talked about some of his. Yeah, you know, uh, challenges with his evaluation, but Jalen Carter is one of those blue chip guys um, that if you actually know the scores that they gave out, Carter's the highest guy that they've rated entering the season over the last three seasons. Well, Joe, I, I think everything you just said there about Carter can also be applied to Will Anderson. When you're watching Alabama's yeah. defense, you're like, who's that guy, right? That's the, that's the guy I want to talk about for this year's draft. And you go, oh, wait, he's not eligible for this year. So I think I think the same thing applies. And if you wanted to argue and flip Anderson and Carter, you could very easily sure. do it. But I don't think there's any reason to sit here and argue because there's a lot we can discuss and there's a lot we can argue about. I don't think there's a reasonable argument to be had of, of one and two here. I think they got the two names right here at the top of this list and I think that's going to play out over the course of the season you know how we have that list of 11 players that that have gone in the first round from the last two lists I think you're going to add two more and I think it's going to be the two here at the top of this list I think I feel pretty comfortable Chris Chris, let me get my fire extinguisher out for the hot take there you know I mean I feel I feel Um, pretty comfortable adding them to the list for for uh for next year also in this top five and I I think we'll spend a little bit more time on the top five than we will in the deeper parts of this this list but you know Tyree Wilson defensive runner from Texas Tech that was that was a name that when we stumbled across across it we said oh oh oh." uh and so I'm very excited literally after this meeting today we're going to hear Keith Sanchez's presentation to the staff on Tyree Wilson so I'm looking forward to that but the first quarterback Chris, the first one is Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama. There's other quarterbacks on this list that we will get to, but I think it's pretty evident that when you look at it, there's a the the NFS saw a gap, right? There's definitely a gap here between where Bryce Young is and where the next guy is. And what's interesting is Bryce Young. I mean, it's easy to like him at Alabama, a very instinctive player, obviously unreal production, a production that we've never seen from an Alabama quarterback before last season. And, you know, he deserved the Heisman Trophy. I don't have any issues there, but I don't think he's a very super clean blue chip quarterback prospect when you factor in some of the size concerns and um, just like the very average physical tools, maybe even in some cases below average where there's other guys in this class that are going to be more physically gifted than him, but right now, 
NFS has him as the as the QB one. So what I find really interesting is I, I get a front row seat to the scouting presentations that that you guys do uh, on a daily basis on our meetings, and I don't ask a lot of questions. I just sit and I take in the information that you guys are presenting. And what I love to do here on this show, and I, I think it's what we do a great job of, is we let people into that process. And I will let everybody know here that we have presented a handful of quarterbacks across the board. We're not just looking at the guys at the top. There have been a bunch of quarterback presentations that have happened in these meetings. And the big takeaway that I have gotten from this is there's a lot of potential in these guys. There's a lot of high ceiling guys here that if they reach the potential that everyone anticipates them to be able to get to, there are some real high-end prospects here. But there is a lot of growth and progress that needs to be seen from these guys. That is my big takeaway from every quarterback that's been presented of, oh, he does this well, but I'd like to see growth here and here. And that that sentence is uttered every time we talk about one of these, these quarterbacks. And so I think what's going to be really interesting to see is as we go through this list, everybody can see what quarterback are on this list, but I think there are quarterbacks outside this list that could flip around by the time this yep. is all said and done because of the progression that we're all looking to see from this group. 100%. 100%. And that's, that's really been a theme, it feels like, over the last several years mm-hmm. where that that list that you're aware of entering the season looks real, real different. Last year at this time, what were we talking about, Chris? It was Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell. Well, Spencer Rattler got benched, and, and Sam Howell was a fifth-round pick. Yep. Spencer Rattler benched, transferred, didn't go to the draft, and is now in the SEC. So, the, so it is a fluid right. process. Correct. <laughs> uh, one last note here on this top five. Uh, Brian Breezy, defensive lineman for Clemson. I don't want to spoiler my, spoil my snubs, and I think Breezy is a, a really nice player, but the only Clemson defensive lineman that – made it on to this top 25 okay, that's, and i was that, quite surprised that's by a that. spoiler that's a spoiler i said well, well all right i okay fear not i have one two three four five six seven snubs okay <laughs> i okay. just teased one of them the next five players on the list number six michael Mayer, tight end notre dame will mcdonald defensive end iowa state cornerback keely ringo from georgia at number eight isaiah foskey a defensive end from notre dame at number nine Jameer Gibbs at number 10, running back from Alabama, a transfer from Georgia Tech. I want to talk about these players, but first, flat flat should describe your TV screen, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. This compact and easy-to-use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass. Breeze through the setup with the help from the Sonos app. Even I figured it out. You can even use your own remote for your favorite items to control them. And when the TV is off, stream music, radio, podcasts, and audiobooks from all your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? Sometimes stress, anxiety, or a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun for both of you. BlueChew.com to the rescue. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Because Blue Chew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, You'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. 
Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. And if you don't like swallowing pills, you're in luck. No problem here. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable. They're made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And we got a special deal for our listeners. You could try Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code BELIEVE at checkout, just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your first month for free. Where do you want to start, Joe? I have some takeaways here as we are now through 10 names or so. There is the first running back off the board, and I think that's a, a notable thing to put a star uh, next to maybe for, for later in the process. Uh, hint, hint, uh, nudge, nudge uh, from me here. Uh, but where would you like to start? Because I think there's, there's, there's a storyline that I think is developing here over the first 10 that will play out the rest of the way. Well, I think what's notable, notable to me in this chunk is you have your first tight end, Michael Mayer, your only tight end, actually. You have your first running back, Jameer Gibbs. You have your first cornerback, Keely Ringo, but you also have two more defensive linemen. And so in this top 10, you have one, two, three, four, five defensive linemen, half of, the, half of its defensive linemen. And if you peek down the list, there's a whole lot more coming. I mean, you're talking about like eight of the top 13 players being defensive linemen. And, and that was a big theme last year. And so we just continue to see this massive influx of defensive line talent added to the NFL. And again, I want to remind everyone of the context that Joe laid out at the beginning of the show, right? I think that's important because you look at this list and you're like, oh gosh, another draft where there's a you know, bunch of defensive talent that's going to go in the first round. No, there, there's an ebb and flow to this, but that's the storyline that's developing for me. And this is what we talked about when we went through this list for the first time, Joe. There is a lot in expanded past just defensive linemen. There's going to be a lot of defensive talent that we are going to talk about yeah. when it comes to this list. There is a lopsided nature to this at this point that we're going to see over the next 15 players that we talk about but that's my big takeaway is right now what this list is telling us is that this is going to be at least at the top a defensive heavy draft that is the takeaway that I would have here looking at this list now you add the context that we have maybe it might balance itself out by the time it's all said and done but that's the takeaway I have right now let's go to the next chunk of names here Brett Johnson a defensive tackle from Cal uh, actually a player that Damian Parson today is going to present in the meeting I'm looking forward to that as well as Colby Wooden a defensive end from Auburn Another Auburn defensive end, Derek Hall, at 13. The next quarterback, here it is, Will Levis. Let's go. Kentucky. Let's go. It doesn't take long to get to the next quarterback, a number 15, C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. And so uh, three more defensive linemen, but we get a couple more quarterbacks here in Levis and Stroud. And Stroud's a player that I've done a full deep dive on, and I, I would guess that at some point this summer I'll, I'll talk very much in depth about him on this podcast and, and what's really intriguing about Stroud is obviously the, the growth last year. That's what I love about him. He got so much better in season and he gives you size. He gives you arm talent. Now, not like elite Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, arm talent, but he's, you, you're not concerned about the physical tools. And for a guy that can move around a little bit, I really appreciate how he's definitely a pass first guy. There's a lot to like about CJ Stroud and how he acclimated himself last year and got better, but the guy ahead of him, Will Levis, who is going to be a brand guy for you, Chris. He, he is absolutely going to be a brand guy for both me and Kyle, I think, by the time this is all said and done. I, uh, re You remember the the lengthy process in which we hosted uh, the money down every week during the college, college football season, and we picked games against, against the spread mm -hmm. and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we picked a lot of Kentucky games. So there was a lot of Kentucky on my television screens every Saturday, and I watched a lot of Will Levis, and I just came away like, okay, there's, there's something here. It, it, again... 
it, like I said earlier, and I know I'm going to sound like a broken record a couple times here, but there's a process here. There needs to be progression. There needs to be growth in a couple of areas for Will, Will Levis to rise to that level of we're talking about him as a first-round quarterback. But I think there was enough that I saw to where I went, okay, there's something here. There's something that can be developed. And so I'm just fascinated to see, one, does that development happen? Uh, and, and two, if it does, how, how far does it go? And so I have a, a circle around Will Levis as one of the quarterbacks that I'm really excited to watch uh, throughout the process this year and uh, to see him here on this list at, at what was he 14 that that's very exciting yeah tools 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 with levis i mean he you're not going to be concerned about size or arm talent or, or uh mobility he's got all that stuff i mean he looks like an action figure and he's got a rocket for an arm i mean it's just about evolving his game and, and finding some consistency but he's a guy that you know if it all comes together you can have a really really dynamic playmaker there at quarterback uh, next chunk of names here, number sixteen, Joey Porter. Yes, the son of Joey yes, Porter. Yes, that's how old we are. That's how old we that, all are. Yes, that point in our lives. Uh, Penn State, number seventeen, Nolan Smith, another defensive end, Georgia. Number eighteen, Cam Brown, cornerback, Ohio State. Number nineteen, Andre Carter, defensive end, Army. And number twenty, Ali Gay, defensive end from LSU. Um, what's interesting about this chunk of names is, is there's a player that I've done the deep dive on and Cam Brown out of Ohio State. And he's a likable player. A couple of season-ending injuries, one in 2018 and, and one in 2020. An Achilles and, I think, a leg injury. or I can't remember the 2018 one, but it was an Achilles in 2020. And, and he's a likable player. There's comfort in, in press coverage. There's comfort in off-man. But what type of long speed does he have? Where, where's the ball production? Um, where, you know, he's a guy that as a tackler and, and as a guy that when he has to trigger downhill and playoff contact, he kind of like lets things come to him. And I don't know. There's other corners that I like a lot more. I think I look at cam as more of like a mid round pick third, fourth round, something like that. Um, and maybe he'll showcase himself more athletic this year, but I saw some tightness. I didn't see a, a guy that I thought would be one of the top 25 players. And so we'll see how that ages, but that's a name that I'll be completely honest with you. I was surprised to see here in this list. Hey, hey Joe, does this sound familiar to to a draft that just maybe recently happened? Defense and Georgia kind of all over the top of this list. Is it, oh, does that sound familiar to you for, for, for any sort of reason? I mean, it's just, they're just loaded, dude. They're just loaded. And I forget who you do you have them this year as part of the the, the scouting no, process, because no. you, you, I know you tried very hard to get them. You were trying to angle a trade. I, I, yeah. You were. I didn't know if you yeah. ultimately ended up making the deal uh, to acquire no. them. There's a lot of talent on that team. There was a lot of talent on that team last year, and you just you just can feel it all over this list. You, the defense in Georgia. That's the theme so far. The the trade package that I offered Damian was a big Carson one. Was, it was you you I went op- in. I thought it was a reasonable yes. offer. I offered him Texas A and M and South Carolina for North Carolina and Georgia. Yeah, I, I thought this my was. My guy said no. I thought this was a fair trade that he, that he just he gave you the Heisman, he gave you the stuff arm. He was like, no, thank you. No, I, I think he really, really wanted Georgia, but I knew he wanted South Carolina, and I'm glad I kept South Carolina because there's a couple players, the tight end uh, Jaheim Bell, the corner Cam Smith, a couple guys that I've really enjoyed already in in the process of studying that team. All right, the the, the last five that we're going to mention here. Uh, on the list in the top 25, number 21, Dewan Jones. He's a right tackle at Ohio State. He's like a monster, massive, massive dude. With there you go. Your lane. first your first offensive uh, lineman of the entire process right here on the list. That's More how, far, that's how right. far we had to go for that. 
Right, there's some hope. There's some hype out there for Peter Skaronsky at Northwestern, Paris Ooh. Johnson, Ohio State. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! You're not going to hear those two names from the next four that no. Joe's going to read. No, that's it. That's the only offensive lineman in the top 25 this year. So file that away. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, a corner from Miami, another one of those Georgia transfers. Uh, could be on that Jermaine Johnson plan, maybe. But you know, corner versus defensive end. Kenny McIntosh, running back from Georgia. Uh, Oh, is that the second running back, Chris? That is the second is running back that? That, we, that you've mentioned off this list. Yeah, okay. second running back, yeah. Had, had to keep your, your pencil sharp in there yeah, as no, a producer slash co-host. Kept it handy, yeah. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. There's your first wide receiver off the list. At 24. 24. Number 25, another running back, Chris. Another running oh. back. Uh <laughs> Uh, b- b- uh, Zach Charbonnet, running back UCLA. Third running back on the list. That's the third running back that Joe has uh, has listed here. Do you want to do you want to talk about this group, or do you want to go into the snubs? Because I think we've kind of given it away the, the biggest snub so far. Um, I kind of said what I needed I, briefly on Dewan Jones. It's, it's Smith and Jigba is really really interesting. I think people are going to realize that he's a really good player, nuanced route runner, great hands. He doesn't have a jet pack, and you know he's he's just kind of missing that explosive gear that you, you'd love in a blue chip receiver. And there's of course going to be the comparisons to the two guys that was on his team that yeah, went last year's very draft, different. right? And, and that and that's unfair, but that's going to happen. That's just naturally going to happen because of this process. I'm sorry, Joe, I can't wait any longer. Bijan Robinson is not on this list. He is not. There are who? three. Who there, is he? B. John Robinson, uh, running back from Texas, who set all sorts of uh, records when he played high school football down in Tucson, Arizona, scoring like nine touchdowns in a game uh, one week and has lit the world on fire at Texas. He's not on this list. Joe, he's not. Not only is he not on this list, there are three running backs that they put in front of him. And you know, you can attest to this. I have a crush on Zach Charbonnet. I had it last year. Yeah. when he was playing, yeah. and then he ultimately went back to school. So I love Charbonnet. But Bijan Robinson not being on this list I think is the biggest snub. And I have another snub, and I don't know your list. But Eli Ricks not being on this list I think is a snub as well. I think those are the two that yeah. I've circled, and I'm like, I don't I don't understand that. right? That part of this I don't understand. So those are the two that that I had from this list, and I'm sure you you said you had seven, so I don't know how much crossover yeah. I had there. but So, no. Oh. Two of my five right there, Eli Ricks, Bijan Robinson. I think Bijan Robinson's like one of those blue chip running backs. And, you know, I'm not a running back guy, but uh, he gives you size, speed, power, inside, outside ability. He's pass catcher. He's unbelievably dynamic. Yeah. I, I very clearly would want him over the three guys on this list. Yeah, I don't think the, that, uh, that's other, not a shot at those three guys either, right? Like, I, I, I just, no. that's how talented Bijan is, right? And I think that's, that's what, what frustrates me about this. So you mentioned uh, Eli Ricks and Bijan Robinson, other names that I would put, and these are the only the obvious names. I didn't I didn't want to come in here with like any softballs. I think these are just like to me obvious players that should have been on the list. Miles Murphy, defensive end from yep. Clemson. That was another one. Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison, wide receiver now at USC. From Remember, Pitt. only one wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigbo, was the right. only receiver that made the list. I'll pound the table for my guy Cam Smith, a corner from South Carolina. How about Noel's, Noah Sewell, linebacker at Oregon? Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have any. I don't think we had any true off-ball linebackers on this list. If there's a case for one of them, you think it'd be Sewell. And then Keishon Butte, another wide receiver from LSU. Those were my notable snubs. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with that list. I think the two that I mentioned were the ones that really just stood out to me. But I think every one of those names are, are players that we've talked about in our circles behind the scenes at TDN that kind of we, we, we looked at the list and we were like, huh, surprised that those guys are not on the list. But again, when you add it to the context that we offered at the top, I think the guy, all the guys that we just mentioned there at the end are probably going to find their way uh, drafted pretty highly uh, in next year's draft. 
All right, folks, thank you for joining us here, us here today on the podcast. A big shout out to our friends over at Bet Online for their continued continued support. We're going to be back again for you tomorrow working through. Is tomorrow what day of the week is this? I have no idea. Is it takes on takes? So What's today going is, on, Chris? So, so today's Thursday, Joe. I know the top right corner of okay. your of your Mac computer will tell you what day there it is. is. And then tomorrow yeah. is Friday, and so that's when takes on takes occurs. Every All Friday right. we do that. So get your takes and tweet them at me, Joe, Kyle, because Kyle will be back tomorrow. The gang's all back together for takes on takes. So tweet those in, and we will react to them on the show tomorrow. We'd love it if you took a second to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.